buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. In the world of sales, you either sink, swim, or break through to the next level. My name's Colin Mitchell, and this is Sales Transformation, a new kind of sales show designed to bring you through the epic, life-changing moments of elite sellers so you can experience your own sales transformation. All right, welcome to another episode of Sales Transformation. I am extremely excited for today's guest. I've got my good friend, Nikolai Bedor on. Uh, I've had him on the show before. Um, definitely happy to have him back. And uh, Nikolai is the chief closing officer over at Closers Media. Uh, and he is a small town C degree, C degree ADHD dreamer that was told you better learn how to swing a hammer because that's your ceiling. And we're going to find out a little bit more about Mikolai's story. I don't think you swing a hammer, do you? Oh, buddy. I'm the least <laughs> handy person. Convinced. There might be some other guy out there, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to hit a thumb I, for sure. I, I might have you beat. Um, I mean, if my, if my wife asks me to hang curtains, um, they'll be on the ground in less than a week. <laughs> you know so true story. My, my in-laws are super handy and we do some rentals and some, yeah. And the last time they were here to help, this is no joke. And I'm not proud of this, but I found out in the, out in the yard, like they were upstairs, like just doing all the stuff. And we call them the Amish dolphins because they can fix anything. And they yeah. like, like telepathically, it's wild, like hammer. All of a sudden there's a hammer. So I just went outside and started digging holes in the, I would I always was tripping over stuff and getting in the way. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was yeah. bringing, I was actually bringing negative value and that is, <laughs> that's me as a handyman. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're, we're more alike in, 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 in ways that I don't think we, I knew. Um, all right. Awesome. So clearly your ceiling was higher than swinging a hammer and I want to just dig into your story. So take us back. Where did Mikolai's sales journey start? So I, it was called the sales. I, who knows? But um, I basically, so I was a C at best, and um, I was getting in trouble for just talking, monkeying around too much, and yeah. there was no future. Like I didn't even know if I was going to get college, and um, actually, I was pretty certain I wasn't going to get into college. And my uncle um, was awesome and black belt in Taekwondo and played guitar, like stuff, and we just got along. He was like way younger, like the younger uncle of my dad's seven other and uh, our brother, sorry. But um, he, uh, he was a sales guy. He sold some pizzas and uh, he, he invited me along one time just to go on some sales calls. Cause it was summer. I had nothing to do. I was like 14 or 13. I don't even know. And anyway, we went on this, this, these sales calls and I was like, I lunch, drinking pop, like going to the park and like hanging out and playing Frisbee. I'm like, what is this? You get 
you going to do this? this? He goes, yeah, this is called yeah. silence. And I was like, well, I don't care what you call it. <laughs> I'm going to do. And, and so that, that kind of began the thing. So I went to work for him for a little bit selling pizzas. Then I sold some advertising in college. I went door to door in Columbus, Ohio for uh, Southwestern. So I sold my way through advertising for the, the campus newspaper and then uh, became an entertainment agent <laughs> and, and entertainment agent after college in Manhattan, which was a stretch from Grand Forks North. Um, and, and I did that for a little bit, but I realized that. And then what I did is I got a credit card. I made all this money through college, actually enough like selling that it, you know, I didn't need a lot to live on, but mm-hmm. and I was like, man, this is awesome. Sales is great. But then my Manhattan called and did that for myself in a heap of credit card debt. Cause I was entertaining all these entertainers right mm. on a budget. I didn't have got into credit card debt and I came back to the cities and then, then Denver right after that, um, I got a sales gig back and that sales has got me out of credit card debt it's allowed us to live you know whitefish montana it's it's allowed us my wife to kind of be a freelance architect sales has provided this amazing life for us and um so yeah i think that you know that what plan turned up to be an absolute blessing and i owe all of this life you know to sales wow what a journey so uh, started out selling frozen pizzas and you were, you were hooked. I mean, from there, it was just one sales gig after another. Yeah. I mean, to travel the world. I mean, even like in college, not that Columbus, Ohio is Narnia by any means, but you know, it was a cool. And I got to go to Nashville and got to go to the Bahamas for a president's club. or no, not a club trip in college, you know, and, and that was all catered by, by sales. Um, and when I veered from it, well, look what happened. <laughs> I got into credit card debt. <laughs> so, and, and did you, did I hear correctly that you were doing door to door in Columbus, Ohio? Yes, I was. So they're still alive. They're actually one of the like largest deal. You know, they hire college. You, you basically run your own business for a summer. They give you a territory. You got to go find a place to live, which and you run your own little business and you, have your own little like accounting. I mean, you really run like a business and you, uh, uh, books and DVD errands, CDs and stuff, uh, to families, educational stuff. And it was wild, man. It was like Appalachia. So I got, I got bit by some dogs. I got bit by a pygmy goat, like no joke. I got a couple guns pulled. What the heck is a pygmy goat? <laughs> They're like a mini goat. They're like a, like a, like a, but like the yeah. size of a puppy, not a puppy, like a, like a beagle. They're tiny. Yeah. they Wow. See, I'm coming. I mean, you got to understand where I was selling, man. It was, it was dicey. You know, it was a lot of deliverance to get bit by a goat, kind of topped it off. Well, I mean, it sounds like what an incredible experience though, right? I mean, I always have a ton of respect for people who've done door to door in any capacity because yeah. um, it just, I, I feel like it's, it's probably a pretty humbling experience and, and, and there's just, I mean, it's a tough gig, right? I mean, it's one thing to call somebody and interrupt their day, but to knock on somebody's door and interrupt their day is a totally different situation. You know, it sucked. I'm not going to lie to you. The job did suck, but, but what, but the, the so the pain was temporary because the, after that, like I made 30 grand that summer, I was living on dollars a, a semester. 
So 30 grand was like a million dollars. Um, you know, but not only that, it taught me. Say if, if someone's listening to this and they're, young young. And they're like, uh, I would do this job again if I were, if I were beginning. Taught me self-discipline, resiliency, yeah. uh, how to talk like, to, to adults because you're talking about their family. Like you're not just trying to sell them a widget. This is like education for their children. It's a totally different conversation. Um, you learned how to present value, right? You learned how to run mm-hmm. a day. You learned how to run a business. I mean, it was a, on a resume. I, I, I can't tell you. Even on LinkedIn, I think I still have it on there. Like I get people all the time. They're like, hey, you did Southwestern? It sounded like a, being a Marine or it's like a badge of honor, you know, because everyone knows it was hard. Yeah. You can do that. You can do anything. So, you know, it was, yeah, it was bitter. I've had a lot of like, you know, I've, I've had, a, I've, I've, uh, uh, had a lot of people on the show that have cut their teeth selling Cutco, <laughs> you know, oh, buddy. It's <laughs> the same thing. similar. Yeah. Yeah. But I love, I love that you basically early on, like sort of got some entrepreneurial experience, right? Like a lot of times they say good salespeople are, you know, entrepreneurial, you know, people, um, but to actually like run your own territory, run your own business and have to like see the bigger picture than just like, I show up, I do my job, I collect a check check is yeah. so valuable. Totally. It's, it was, like I said, it was, it was, it was hard. Um, it was, it was worth it, man. Like, and now I'm not telling anyone my address here, but, uh, I, and I play, I think we've bought, we bought every, I think we bought every book. These kids sell twice. Like when they come, and this happens that like, yeah. some of my other buddies who sold books, they're, it's like they call it the book club. Like the kid comes to your door selling Cutco or whatever. I'm buying. Yeah. I don't care what, what it is. Like I'll just donate it or something, you know, because I know what they're going through. And you ask any wow. other person sold Cutco or door to door anything, they're buying that. Someone shows up their door, they're buying. Yeah. Don't be surprised if uh, after this drops live, you, your, ding, your doorbell just starts going crazy. <laughs> Everybody's coming to your house. <laughs> I regret telling everyone that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, it, because I'm a bit of a sucker too. Like if somebody does a good job, like sometimes I'll buy it even if I don't need it. <laughs> just, just out of like respect for, you know, yes. uh, the hustle and like, you know what it's like. And, and you're like, you know what? You, you did a pretty darn good job. So you know, you feel like you want to reward them. <laughs> so I get it. Absolutely. I see. It's the same deal, man. Like I, I, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta I've bought that. stuff and my wife's just like, really, are you ever going to use this? And I'm like, probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Between Instagram late at night and, uh, and door to door, I think. Start my own retail shop. <laughs> i just stuff I don't need. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. So let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, and, and so, you know, you made your way all the way to, to Manhattan. What was that like? And you, in, in, and that, that was the point where you got out of sales a little bit and you were doing something else. Yeah. I mean, you don't know how good gone, right. Or whatever that saying is. Um, mm. cause I was selling all through college and I always paid my own bills. I put myself through college for the most part. I mean, my parents helped a little bit. Um, I didn't have a lot of debt coming out of college, which was why it was so stupid to go into debt. But anyway, um, out to Manhattan from Grand Forks, um, I stepped away. Uh, I was, I'm a musician yeah. too. So that's part of the allure is um, I was playing music in Grand Forks and some bands. I was booking bands that, um, so that was, so, so I got to all these agencies and I was, I worked hard at it. You know, I liked it. I enjoyed it. 
I had some offers. One of them was in Manhattan. And, and uh, I was like, man, I've never been to New York. So mm-hmm. and I t- took off. But the culture shift was shocking because my boss, um, we, we I lived in Rockland County because I couldn't afford Manhattan. I lived just across the GW Bridge. And, um, and that's where our office was. Manhattan all the time to, to scout, uh, you know, comics or, or bands or whatever. And so yeah. I would have, she would make me drive. I don't know. So I had to drive. So I don't know if you've ever dropped in off the GW and think about gravel roads and like two lane highways in North Dakota. All of a sudden I'm dropping into Manhattan and to death. Every time I took that drive in, I was just like, Oh God, please yeah. make me drive. And every time she would been in its people walking across the street doors flinging potholes i mean i was just like hold on for dear life wow but it was fun and I, manhattan's a good place and then they shifted us off to to philly um philly was all right but uh that's great i lived in delaware actually i was living in delaware when joe flacco i don't know if he's still playing or not he was there and it was like watching tech mobile i probably to age myself there but it was like Somebody just like a man amongst children. He would just cock back and just bomb, like bomb it to the end zone. I, I bet they'd, they'd score like a hundred points when he was quarterback because it was like a video game. He would just cock back and um. And then I and then I got I got over the East Coast. I just um the the travel and the fast pacedness and uh and the debt. I was just like I gotta get out of here. So then I <laughs> came back to the cities and took a sales gig with Verizon and then got promoted. And they they gave me an opportunity to move to Denver. So that's where I finished my Verizon career and, and then paid off all my debt. Thanks to sales. I mean, once again, you know, wow. I, I don't think I ever realized how much you've, uh, you've moved around and, and, and had these different little lives in, in different parts of the country. <laughs> yeah. It's not something that anyone asks me about ever. So like if, if someone asks, I tell them, I forget about you, know, you, you, you stuff, <laughs> good or bad that you've, you've done. But, um, that was, uh, that was a good that was a good experience. I, I, I'm happy that I went out to the East Coast and did that and got to live that life and then come back and really appreciate things, you know. Um, six months. I was here for six months in the cities and then I got shot down to Denver and lived there for about four, I think. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about at Verizon. Like, is, is, was there any like mentors or, or, you know, big experiences for you in, in your sales roles that, uh, that have really kind of molded and shaped like the work that you're doing today? Oh, for sure. I mean, my boss down there, his name was Jim. Are you heard Good to Great by Jim Collins? I think that's the book. Jim Collins. Is the I have not. Oh. I have not. Book. It might as well be How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's like it's like a very pop, popular okay. uh, business sales book. Anyway, it's by Jim Collins. But my boss's name is Jim Collins. So he had all these books. He had like a, behind him. Like he, when I interviewed there, I was like, are you Jim Collins? And he didn't, <laughs> Collins, but he didn't ever, like he was, had a really dry sense of yeah. humor. And I thought yeah. that to this day, that is the funniest thing. I like for, just to play a prank on everybody that came into his office. But anyway, yeah, he was a sales manager, enterprise rent a car, which, you know, anyone that's ever worked there, that is a grind. And he came to Verizon, Verizon back in advertising and SEO element. So they sold Google AdWord, like we sold Google stuff. We sold yellow paper. Oh, really? All kinds of stuff. Yeah. It got sold a long time ago, but back then they had that. And um, his enterprise days, he came in and just, he was instrumental in my sales development. I've heard that enterprise has like a phenomenal sales training program. Phenomenal. And all the managers, like if 
you're looking to hire a sales manager. I don't care what you sell, hire an enterprise sales manager. Like they are. Yeah. I've heard that before. Like is, 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 uh, people poach people from enterprise all the time because they're just like, we know they've been trained well. Oh, it's phenomenal. I mean, there was the, the office there was full of them. There was like, uh, there's a couple of guys that, that also came from enterprise and, um, they were phenomenal also under Jim and, um, Jim and I got to enjoy, that was my second or third president's club. I can't remember which uh, we got to go to Montreal <laughs> during the fireworks festival. It was interesting. Um, fun time. Instrumental. He, I will say right now that my uncle got me into sales via just inspiration. Really, really? shaped my early sales development from just a system standpoint, follow-ups, yeah. basic stuff that he was just epic at. He was kind of like the anti-sales, quiet, introverted, which now we've seen that is a really great profile of salespeople. Yeah. You had to be loud and obnoxious like me. You needed um, to have the gift of the gab. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just enjoyed each other's company. We were so opposite that we got along very well. And um, Batman and Robin are fire nice because we just closed deals constantly because 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 he some people person and some people gravitated yes yeah. the, the, the non-com person which I followed from there on out so after uh, Verizon uh, I went to I went to Oracle and then I went to IBM and I was able to leverage that. So be, meaning I'd bring a tech with me. Techs are generally introverted as so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Right. And so I just would be like, Hey, could I, and, and, and you know, we always had resources took them up, up on it. They, no one would ever take their texts. And I'm like, well, I don't want to learn this crap. Like, I don't care a shit about this kind of stuff or pretend like I know it. Right. I mean, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not going to pretend it. Why everyone can read right through. So you bring the yeah. tech cause that's what they're paid to do anyway. And what happens is that, people gravitate towards one or the other. So you, you have a of getting the deal because they like one of you, right? Like, yeah. So some people are like, Oh, I'm a dumb person. I don't mean dumb, but like, I don't know this crap either. Right. And then yeah, people, then they'll, it, it, it was wild. The techie people like, so, so, so with Jim, were you the ice? And then, and then in your new roles, you became the fire. Oh no, I was, I was always fire, baby. <laughs> so Jim, Jim Collins, uh, Jim, what was it? Uh, Jim was, uh, he was ice. Oh, he was ice man. So, and that's how oh, it always man. went. Like All right. the ice man is methodical, you know, intelligent, introverted person. And the, the fire yeah. folks like, like quarterback in the buyer experience, but you know, then, I can I can kind of see you as er, I could I could see you as er either though I could see you as you know whatever one you need to be. Nah, we're all chameleons, aren't we? In sales, like I will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will be whatever. Uh, but with with Jim, it taught me that that's a thing. Like you know, yeah, psychology. yeah. People just don't like you, and it's it, it's it's okay. You know what I mean? But yeah. at the end of the day, people. You have, they're not going to buy it unless they need it and they trust you. They're just not, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? They have to trust you and they have what you, what you have. And a lot of times they might not know they do need it. You know, that's right. part of your job. Yeah. Thanks why is it? Some people, 
why is it that there's some people that sit on the other side of the fence of that thinking that no, that liking and trusting you doesn't matter? I don't know how, I just disagree with that. I mean, right? Who knows? Am I wrong? Maybe. Um, but I, I just know that I'm not going to buy something from somebody that I don't like. And that could be anything. Like things I don't, any story, I've got a lot of stories if I'm being honest with you, but let's say I do. I go to the ski shop down the road, right? Yeah. Works there that I like, and there's a guy I don't. And guess who I give my business to? The gal that I do like, right? Yeah. It's the same. Like, I'll just leave and wait for her to come back. You know, um, he's actually not that bad, but I just prefer her because she asks good questions. She's always talks to my kids at a, at a, at a normal level, like a, you know, like a giant and just certain things she does. Now, is that a, you can't force someone to like you. I don't think, um, but people, people try though. I've seen people that just overly, you know, and I can see through it and you probably could too, right? Where people just try too hard to try to get you to like them, to try to use it as a tactic to sell. And you're just like, I could see right through that. Not working. Sorry. <laughs> it makes me immediately not like you. <laughs> yeah. Now, back a little bit because, you know, the, the, well, you don't have to like them. You have to trust them. I would say that's true. But what happens to someone, what do you think happens? You start to like them. You start to appreciate right. them. They trust that they know. I just want to trust that you have my best interests at heart. You know? And I think like, it's it, it, there's like gray people think like, oh, liking them means like I want to be friends and go out and have a drink or play golf and do all these things that are kind of like a old school selling mentality, right? Where it's like, no, I trust you and I like you enough to want to do business with you and have somewhat of a business or professional relationship with you where I don't feel like you're going to be a pain in the ass to deal with, right? Yeah. Are you are you methodical? Do you have a process? Like, are you going to tell me what's coming next or do I have to guess? Like all those things, mm. that's liking. Maybe someone listening would, would say, well, that's not liking, that's something else. And that might be true. That, that puts me first. You know, I like when it comes to me exchanging my heart, aka money, for whatever they're offering, like I want, I, I, I want a good buyer experience. Yeah. Which is what we do here. Like that's why we focus on the buyer journey because it, it's really all that matters. Yeah. I didn't know anything, I didn't know anything about technology whatever I was selling, but I knew that they had a problem and I, and I knew, and I believe with all my heart that this software would help with that problem because it's helped so many others just like them before. And this person next to me, this, the, the ice, ice man, um, yeah, is a proven expert in that. And all I have to do is make, we ask great questions. We're empathetic. We listen, we, we, we a little bit, we qualify, we learn, and then we set the next stage or sorry, next stage us and we just commit to doing that that sequence over and over and over and that's sales it's not that hard <laughs> but it is <laughs> not for us <laughs> uh, so all right so tell me more about you know some of the success stories and the things that you guys are doing over there today at closers um you know what type of problems are people having when they come to you how are, you know, what are you doing to solve those problems? And tell me some of the amazing stories that you guys have. We, we've had some, some good stories this, this, this year, but there's three that I'm like super proud of. Um, one of them was a software development company. One of them was a media company or, uh, and then, uh, 
this most recent one is a business brokerage, which is a business I've in love with. So I might be broken some business on the side. We'll see. But um, <laughs> uh, the a marketing company that uh, so sorry the tie into all these. Say so what's the theme? Yeah. So, so let's just kind of know what I'm teeing up here is we sell us a, a proven sales system set of plays, if you will, that we will implement and coach on um, for companies just so people know what we do. Uh, what we focus on is we kind of do three-month sprints on muscles that need to be developed. Like I've never come across anyone who's in a sales role that sucks at everything sales. Realize we are consulting that eh, maybe they don't need all this. So we just focus yeah. on the muscles that need to be strengthened, the, the areas that Right, but it's it, part of this this system. Anyway, these three businesses did not, have, and so they were just selling by the seat of their pants. The business brokerage had literally, like, to to, to usually what I'll do sometimes is I'll I'll jump in and take a role for a week or two. At the, so I understand where are the real pains and challenges because people can tell you that oh my 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 back is sore. Well, yeah, but your back's sore because your knees are tweaked and you're you're hobbling on the foot because mm. you got. Like there's a lot of other problem. There's not just one problem usually. Right. You know, like a lot of people think so, I have a leads problem or problem. Yeah. I have a leads problem. You know? No, you have a close, you have a conversion problem, you know, um, well, yeah. we can, we can debate that all day long, but yeah, it, it isn't just one, one problem. Um, there's generally other problems that feed that problem. So we want to get to the root of that problem. Right. Um, so with, uh, the, the, the thing that was really cool was, um, they didn't have a system, which, which was one, but then they didn't have, since they didn't have a system that they weren't following, it was impeding their, their ability to, to hire, you know, mm-hmm. to hire. What we did is we kind of found, well, where can we focus to have the most success right away? One of them was the way they were, with the media company, what we did is we, we tweaked how they were proposing. So the, the one was qualifying like during the initial kind of conversation, then setting like basically setting up the, like here's, here's the next few steps in our buying process or, or our sales process, what do you want to call it? Their proposal. They were getting murdered on the proposal and this happened over and over. So that's why mm-hmm. I started jumping on calls. I'm like, I got to what they were doing. And this is what a lot of people do wrong. So this is kind of success story. Number one is uh, how to qualify and ask the right questions to just see if this is even a real thing. They were already they were already decent at that, but when it came to proposing, they had beautiful all the stuff that they've done for people and I, everything made sense. But price, it would literally take. Let's say we had a sixty minute conversation or meeting setup, it would get five or eight minutes. Yeah, and then they they spring price, so they had eight minutes to do that price, mm. right? And and in the qualifying stuff, they weren't asking about budget or even. To, budget they're just full of it so they got to the pros and then all of a sudden it's like bup, 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 bup. and then they get ghost they get ghosted and it happened over and over and over and finally i was like aha that's the chink in the armor that's the part that we really need to switch it around so, so they would do like hey, here's what we we talked about last time here is the agenda you you've had and then i sent it again and here it is and this is right we so we agree to that so everything is nodding here are the pains and challenges that we are here to discuss that we believe that we can fix, blah, blah, blah. Yes. 
No. So it's constantly reaffirming. Then we go, great. So, the, you know, and right, right into it, we'll say, okay, so just before we get started, I want to make sure that we're on the same page as, as far as budgetary, you know, that this looks. Now, this is high level. It isn't specific, but I want to give a range just so you guys know that this the investment will look like. Now, I told you that in the last conversation. I just wanted you to see it. We can pause any questions, thoughts, and we get it right out of the way. And what happened? You know what happened? People go, nope, makes sense. And then we move on. It was the weirdest thing. Mm. And then we do it at the end. Oh, it was because you waste, you know, like yeah. all they hear is price at the end. But if you do it at the beginning, price is out of the way. You Then you go through, you give them the solve, and then you remind them at the end. Now, just so we're clear, does this, do you think this is about how much this investment would, would, would require? Are we still all on the same page? Same eight minutes. Yeah. Yep. No, this sounds good. Great. Any questions? Any concerns? Nope. Here's the next steps that I do. As you know, I'm going to send up to legal. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Blah, blah, blah. And any problems with that? Nope. Great. Well, I'm going to give you five minutes back of your time and I'll be following up. Uh, I'll, why don't we schedule something for tomorrow at two just to make sure that we've, you know, legal's had a chance to look at it. I'll think everything's signed and we're all good to go. And, and that's what we change it to. And I just got a text from them. Their their uh, their revenues were around half a million bucks because they they they're brand new. They were that's good revenue yeah. for a small team. Um, they just closed that much last this last quarter. Wow, this last quarter this month. I think it was last, I think it was last quarter. I'll, I'll you know what I love on. about that story is it it goes and it goes against what a lot of people say. Right? Don't talk about price too early. Make sure you lead and front load with all of the value before you get priced. And even it's funny because I actually just recorded a solo podcast episode talking about pricing and how to be upfront and transparent about it from the beginning. Um, and so that's why I just love this story so much. I, I didn't even know that this was the story you were going to tell, but um, because I'd rather lose early and find out, okay, hey, price not in your budget doesn't work. We're not on the same page. Totally fine. I got a hundred other people to go talk to. Not a big deal. Um, then waste a bunch of time. I mean, some people won't even talk price on the first call. It's like, oh no, they'll dodge the questions. Oh, I'm so sorry. We have to, I don't know. We have to talk about all these other things and I need to check all these boxes in my sales process before I can even give you a range. And you know what? To be fair, like if you have a complex product, kind of get it. But you can still, you've done enough. If you've been doing it long enough, you've done enough deals where you have an idea of what something's going to maybe cost. And I'm, I'm totally in the camp of like, you should address it early and upfront. Absolutely. I, one, of the, one of the things that we always uh, coach on is in that first initial call, you know, ask a question. You know, one real thing, a real problem, timeline, and they do have a budget allocated, uh, or at least approved for it. Just say, have you done any research on what a s- solution like this uh, may cost? Have you done any dig? No, I haven't. Okay. So, mm. uh, and then I would say, you know, we're going to put together you based, you know, on our findings during our discovery call. So that's not today. Yeah. We're just so you're aware, you know, the range, the range for something like this falls between eh and eh. 
Do those yeah. numbers shock, scare you? You know, is that, are we, are we on the same page? Um, yeah. That's what we found that to be wildly successful. And most nine times out of 10, they go, no, that's about, that's about right. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, we talked about it. Remember when we talked about it last time? Yep. Here it is again. Anything find scary, nothing's changed on our end, but has it changed in yours? Yeah. Nope. You know, and you get it out right away. And I worked for, it's comfortable for, for people to say, do you, have you done any digging? Have you done any research? Lots of like this before. Nope. Um, okay. Well, just so you know, so we can get this out of the way. Range that you could uh, anticipate, you know, investing in something like this. Is that? Yeah. Back? Yeah, nope. man. Or it does. Well, sometimes every now and then it does. They're like, yeah, that's way more than I thought. Okay. Yeah. What did you think? What? what, what you know, well, I thought it'd be half that. Unfortunately, is this a deal killer? Yes, it is. I can't afford that. No problem. Yep. Maybe not today. Yeah. Maybe not ever. But what's the point? Like, you're not going to. This is what I don't understand. understand. You're not going to trick someone into buying something they don't want or need. That's just. No, that's called a scam. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's called a scam. Uh, yeah. And if, and if that's what you're doing. Uh, then you're somebody that's giving all of us a uh, bad name. You're killing the reputation of the sales profession. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it right now. Yeah. If you truly love people like most salespeople do, you really, really do care. But approaching pricing that way is the fairest way to do it because it saves you time and it, yeah. it doesn't. Well, if you even think about like, I don't know about you, but do you ever come across a website, you know, maybe you see an ad or maybe you see, maybe they send you a cold email or whatever. Somehow you come across something that looks interesting or maybe I need this. I'm not sure. And you go and then you go to a pricing page and it's like, it's got everything but the price. (laughs) Drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. Like, Think about it from the buyer's perspective of like taking time out of their day to schedule a call with you, you know, hoping to probably get one of the things that's top of mind for them. Like, you know, can we afford this? Is this in our budget? What does it cost? And dancing around or dodging the question. It's frustrating. That's yeah. Especially for products when you're just emotionally detached from it. Like if this is like, I want you to build me out. That's more complex, right? Like that, that that could require some some phone calls and some meetings. But if I just want to, never. Why do I have to talk to a salesperson? Yeah. And I, this is a salesperson, well, you know. That sold software. <laughs> well, enterprise software is a little different, you know. But if it's QuickBooks SaaS software, you know. I mean, it depends on how many licenses, right? If it's, it's under, yeah. Let me download it. But yeah, that that was that was that is a story that I will. I, not just of the money that they made, but they're now they're hiring like crazy. Um, there's some personal win life that I probably don't need to share. That was really positive for them. Um, yeah. I, and, and yeah. I'm proud of that one. The one that we're working on right now is interesting. It's a business brokerage. That is an interesting business. Uh, it's, it's like ground level. I mean, I mean, I think I the statistics, there's like 4,000 business brokers in, in the country and there's 100,000 realtors in like Minnesota. Just, it's really, wow. uh, it's right. 
and it's been, and it's been, it's an old, it's an old business that hasn't, that hasn't really been shaken up in a while. And now it's, this group is, is one of them that's, that's trying to do that. But, um, a lot of the people that are going to work there, a lot of them are, they're like CFO, you know, formal, you know, a lot of, a lot of real intelligent mathematicians, uh, or whatever. Yeah. Which are salespeople. It's, it's an interesting business and, and they, they just, they were convinced that the only way to do that business is by shaking hands and golfing and crushing beers. And, and, um, our, one of our products is a virtual sales system. And I was like, I don't think that's true. We're going to hire you anyway. So if you think you can do it virtually, if you, you can help us do it. Again, because then we can, our talent pool of who we can hire will increase. Right. We'll have a system. So we don't even, you know, other people and, and that's been the case. And in a short amount of time, these guys are love it. Love it. Mikolai, it's been fantastic having you on the show, man. Uh, always a good time having you on. Love the stories, love learning a little bit, a uh, few new things about you that I didn't know as well. So any final thoughts, where can people get into Mikolai's world if they want to? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. I'm a huge fan of yours. You know, obviously we're friends, but you know what you're putting out there, all the content is, is, is amazing and it's enjoyable and it's, it's, it's lifting, you know, the brand that is this career called sales. So kudos to you and thanks for, for doing what you do. And thanks for having me on. Um, uh, as far as finding us, so closersmedia.com, um, I got a website, michaelabador.com. Um, I'm very active on LinkedIn and I'm not really active on anything else. So LinkedIn, uh, it's michaelabador. Um, we do coffee and closers once a month. So if you're down with that, you can get free tickets and, uh, we have some great guests on, which by the way, I need to schedule for 2022, but we'll talk about that offline. Um, so you can find us there and, um, we're always trying to, to, we're trying to keep up with Colin here and, uh, trying to put as much (laughs) great content as we can, but yeah, connect on LinkedIn, shoot an email off, uh, you know, set up a meeting. I'd love to, to get to know you. Awesome. Thanks, man, so much. And don't forget, if you sell door-to-door, make sure you hit Mikolai's door. You're sure to close. Uh, If you enjoyed today's episode, please write us a review, share the show with your friends. It really does help us out. And we're also listening for your feedback. So hop over to salestransformation.fm, drop us a voice DM, and I will get back to you. Hey, you stuck around. That tells me you're serious about your own sales transformation. If you're tired of doing things the old way and want to get started in your journey with other people on the same path, head over to salescast.community and crush your numbers on your leaderboard. Yeah, it's free. Salescast.community. Send me a DM with your best pitch and mention this ad, and I might even give you free access to our best templates.